Today on the podcast review show, we're looking at the sci-fi movie podcast. Thicken up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the podcast review show. This is the podcast that takes the guesswork out of first-time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email, comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Review Show. I'm Dave Jackson from the schoolofpodcasting.com. And before we get into anything, I always like to mention to people that what you're getting here today is a little thing called an opinion. And it's an opinion that we've been asked for, and uh, you can always agree with it or you can disagree with it, but uh, it's an opinion. It's not fatal, and uh, you'll be okay. And uh, joining me as always, yeah, good. <laughs> I hear a sigh of relief. And uh, from Podcast Talent Coach, the one, the only, Eric K. Johnson, how are you doing, my friend? I am very well, Dave. Looking forward to another uh, fun-filled episode here of the uh, podcast review show. We were telling uh, Rem here a little earlier, our guest, that it's kind of like getting a shot. It's you're not quite sure how much it's going to hurt. You just kind of brace for it and take it as it comes. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> but yeah. it is it is our opinion. There you go. And I'm going to let you uh, tackle Rem's last name. <laughs> Great. I'm guessing, but Rem, I'm guessing. You know, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I, I know people who still pronounce it better than I do. Um, if I was to give it a proper French pronunciation, I would say it's Le Victoire. Le Victoire. Le Victoire. And you have and to do how, the hand. How do you pronounce it? Le Victoire. But I don't do the ah at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I just say. You should. Uh, you should. <laughs> little hand flourish. Um, I would say, hi, I'm Rem Lavictoire. That's how I'd say it. So you were pretty close. I was pretty close. close. I was yeah. close. In French, it means the victorious one. Excellent. Yes, I know. It's, it's a lot to live up to. <laughs> I knew I should have gone by Lavictoire. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Eric Lavictoire. Yeah. Instead, I get Johnson. I don't know. I, I think I got the short end of the stick there. <laughs> uh, you got a you got a name that's easier to spell. My yeah, I was friend. gonna say. <laughs> well, Rem, tell everybody where we can find your podcast. The podcast is found at sci-fi-moviepodcast.com. And what we did too, because sometimes people will spell sci-fi with a little dash, and sometimes without it, we got both domains. So if you go to sci-fi moviepodcast.com it'll take you there but you can also go to just sci-fi movie podcast and they'll both take you to the same place brilliant i love it that's right thinking ahead there and mm -hmm. we always like to ask why did you get into podcasting well, I think I was thinking about this today because I thought you might ask this question and uh my background's radio i did radio for a bunch of years and had a bunch of audio equipment and always loved doing audio stuff. Uh, I used to mix audio in those big reel-to-reels at the radio station. Eric will know about those. Um, and when I got out of radio, I still wanted to have some sort of creative outlet. And right around oh, 2005, I discovered the show Lost. And then I discovered Cliff Ravenscraft. Ah. And I started listening to his podcast, and he had mentioned that he was looking for somebody to do some intros and extras for him. And I thought... I could do that. So I emailed him, sent him a sample, and we started collaborating. And I started getting into doing, you know, audio and voice work for podcasts and hadn't really thought at that point about doing one myself. A few years later, I thought, yeah, I'd really like to do something, but I didn't have the right idea. And I, I really wanted to make sure that if I was going to do it, I wanted to make sure I had something that had longevity, something that I really enjoyed and something that wouldn't pod fade. So, so podcasting about sci-fi seemed like a very, very natural extension because it's been something that I've loved all my life. And so having that creativity is, is really important to be able to express. Got it. And then who do you think is your target audience? Target audience, mostly male. We've been looking at our Facebook numbers. Uh, we keep track of the people who respond to the, to our uh, comments on Facebook. Uh, generally our listener seems to be a male Usually about 28 to about 40, maybe 45, um, usually employed in some sort of technical field. Um, 
technically inclined because technically inclined people seem to have more of an interest and a grasp of science fiction. Uh, these, these kind of guys tend to be into movies. They tend to be into comics. They tend to be into video games. So yeah, generally that age range, though we are seeing more women log in and, and uh, sign up to our podcast, which is quite good too. Well, how can you deny the power of Shatner to women? <laughs> He's a force <laughs> unto himself. So, Eric, any questions for Rem before we hit play on the beginning of the show? I don't think so. I, uh, right. I, I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's let her fly. What about your brother? What's his name? Timmy. Is Timmy around here too? Maybe hiding like you were. Mom and dad? Newt. Look at me. Where are they? They're dead. All right, can I go now? I'm sorry, Newt. Don't you think you'd be safer here with us? These people are here to protect you. You're soldiers. It won't make any difference. A sci-fi movie podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Sci-Fi Movie Podcast, digging deeper into the sci-fi movies that we all love. My name is Rem. And I'm Ian. You can find this show and all our previous reviews on iTunes. Search Sci-Fi Movie Podcast in iTunes and subscribe to the show. It's free, and you'll get the newest episode right away on your computer, tablet, phone, phablet, interstellar vox, introsetor, or cosmic teletype. I'm Jonathan. Join our Facebook page at Sci-Fi Movie Podcast and email us with your comments and suggestions. Email us at feedback at sci-fi moviepodcast.com and join the conversation on twitter follow us at sci-fi movie guys and send us a tweet the sci-fi movie podcast is made possible by patreon and Waylon yutani building better worlds this time we explore aliens from 1986 directed by james cameron it's been 57 years since the crew of the nostromo discovered alien eggs on lv426 now that planet has been colonized Ripley is discovered in hypersleep and woken just as contact with the colony is lost. She is asked to consult for a group of space marines who are on a mission to find out what happened to the colonists. Is it just a broken transmitter or something more terrifying waiting for them? Kane, the crew member, Kane, who went into that ship, said he saw thousands of eggs there. Thousands. Thank you. That will be all. God damn it. That's not all. Because if one of those things gets down here, then that will be all. Then all this, this bullshit that you think is so important, you can just kiss all that goodbye. Coming this time on the Sci-Fi Movie Podcast, it is Aliens from 1986. We're going to dig into this movie, and there's a lot to talk about. We'll find out what worked with the movie, what didn't work, some great and very interesting uh, production notes and trivia, and we'll talk more about the film as we go. And we always like to start with what worked with a particular movie, and there's going to be a lot here. So, Ian, get us started. What worked with Aliens from 1986? And we'll pause it there. You'll have to hear the rest. So that's the first basically <laughs> three minutes of the show. And it's interesting because part of it, my first reaction is, why are they telling me to contact them? I don't even know these people. But on the other hand, you did it in such an entertaining way, it made me giggle. So it, it overcame the, who are these people and why would I want to contact them? But it was like, hey, this sounds, it, it, it launched to me the atmosphere of the show which was kind of fun and, and bubbly and, and things of that nature. Eric, what were your thoughts on the, the beginning? I like the part where Rem says digging deeper into sci-fi movies. I think that really sets the show up for the sci-fi fan. We're not just going to review the show on a cursory, superficial level. We're going to really dig deep and, and discuss this at a, a, a really stellar deep deep dive and we, we get into it too we get into some deep stuff there that got me lost and uh I, and i've seen the movie so uh yeah i thought it set it up really well at the beginning there with the digging deeper into sci-fi movies yeah and um we have a couple clips here and there were uh, the the thing that, that i think the key here is it's a deep dive and there, there are two things that you have to know about the reviewer in this case rem Number one, I'm not a huge sci-fi person, although I watched uh, Captain America 1 and 2 this weekend. <laughs> Good for you. I, Good uh, for you. That's a, that's a start there, Dave. I was somewhat tortured as a child with Star Trek because I had to watch Hee Haw 
and Star Trek on Saturday nights. My dad controlled the control channel and I wanted to watch, I don't know, the Glenn Campbell show or something. And, wow. Uh, I'm so sorry for you. Yeah. So it was, it was, and my sister loves Star Trek and I'm telling you, I have seen the Tribble episode no less than nine times because if it's on, she's watching it. So, um, so now on the other hand, I really like the movie Alien, the, the one that you guys reviewed. I was like, oh, cool. So, um, so let's play some clips here. The, some of the things that I thought were cool, let's, let's start off with something that you did that um, I thought was really cool. So you were talking about one of the, uh, this vehicle that, uh, and I, what is her name in the movie? Uh, Sigourney? Oh, Sigourney Weaver, uh, Ripley. Ripley. Okay, Ripley is riding this cool thing. And so I love the fact that you guys threw in trivia. I get that. And from a trivia perspective, we'll, we might talk about this a bit later on, but this vehicle is actually a towing vehicle used for towing 747s. It was being used at uh, the, I think it was the Heathrow Airport, and they managed to get hold of this vehicle, and apparently it was about 75 tons, just a huge, huge vehicle, and they had to take about 35 tons of, of steel and lead off of it in order to make it functional, so... This is an actual vehicle that was being used to carry or to tow 747s uh, to the runways. So very interesting vehicle. I would love to have seen it fire its weapons. That would have been mm. great. Oh. So I love the way you described it. I was kind of like getting a picture of it and how they had to peel stuff off of it. And I was at the time I was like, I want to go watch this movie now because I forget what it looked like. So in the fact that you gave it like a backstory that you don't get that from watching the movie. That's the good side of the vehicle. The part that I was kind of like, really, was this one. Moving on to more things that didn't work. There's what? There's there's more. <laughs> there's more. Oh my God. There's more. Wow. So the, the APC that they drive in, while very cool, doesn't seem very useful for off roading. It doesn't seem like like an assault vehicle or a vehicle that you would take down to a planet and just drive around anywhere. The wheels are huge, but the chassis is super low and doesn't have much ground clearance. It felt like. Uh, just a rock, you know, the size of, say, my torso is going to stop it. I don't understand the design of that, but I think maybe it's because of the design of the colony's entranceways and everything that it was designed to be able to go in there. It was, and as you can see, also it had, it was almost like a transformer, so all the guns could be lowered, and it was it could compact itself for travel and and to be loaded up onto uh, onto planes and and stuff. That's the only definition I can give to it. Yeah, I think if we saw it raise up, like if it had the ability to raise up and show itself as more of a off-roading vehicle, I think that would have been a bit better. And I don't and Ripley, think it was designed as an off-roading vehicle. I actually think it was designed as an urban assault vehicle. And it went up and been going into that territory and then that was causing problems. I could see that. I could definitely see it just being designed as if it's just an urban assault vehicle, then it's perfect. Absolutely perfect. But then we get to Ripley driving it and could she hit any more things? <laughs> She's basically treating the roads here like her own personal pinball machine. So, on one hand, I really like the behind story. Now, I like the fact, I like the joke about she's a pinball machine. And again, made me want to watch the movie. I actually went to YouTube and pulled up a bunch of clips after listening to, uh, to the show. Um, but, part, again, the non-science fiction guy was like, you're arguing over a fictional vehicle. <laughs> and whether it would have made the clearance. And I'm like, so when we say a deep dive, that's a pretty deep dive. Um, and so for me personally, I was kind of like, are we really going to spend a lot of time arguing over the, the height of the, so to me, that was a little too deep. I don't know. Eric, what were your thoughts? See, I disagree with Dave Good. in this point right here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, that's the whole point of science fiction. It's to create, it's another to create a, another world, but yet make it believable. And if you look at something and you go, well, that just looks like a guy in a stupid suit. You know, it's not believable as science fiction. If you look at a vehicle that's supposed to be this this vehicle that travels in in other worlds, in other terrains, but it looks like a low rider that that's bottom was dropped, you know, and it's, it's got, you know, a speed bump worth of clearance. You know that's not going to be feasible, and so the science fiction part of the movie doesn't become believable. I think that's the that's the fun of watching a great science fiction movie. It's to be able to believe it can really happen. Well, and if there are things like that, you're like when you see the 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 Land Cruiser in Star Wars, 
you know, it's floating above the ground and they get out of it and it kind of wobbles a little bit like, like, like it would if you got out of it and it was floating above ground. That's believable. You know, and if it didn't move at all, you'd go, well, it didn't even move. Like, it, obviously, it's sitting on something. So it's that's it, what makes it believable well, that, that makes the movie work. And I tied in with that because they made a great point about how they show very few computers in the movie because that's the one thing. The minute you see something with a, a monocolor green screen, you're like, oh, when was this shot? You know, so um, my so, DRS 80 not booting up quickly <laughs> enough. <laughs> so I got that point. But for me, I was kind of like, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll play another one that, again, just from my standpoint. I'll just, I'll, it speaks for itself. And Rob Knipe asked a question. Uh, this is a little bit away from our uh, talk about uh, aliens, but he has a comparison that we might want to use for an upcoming edition of the uh, sci-fi movie podcast Smackdown. He says and asks, who would win, Buck Rogers or Han Solo? What do you think, guys? Well, and well actually, just, you know what? I'm thinking this is one of your favorite films, isn't it? Absolutely. Why don't we start with you to tell us? To well, I think oh, we're going to release it. Uh, here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Technical difficulties. That's, that's right. It's so, running um, away with it. <laughs> but Buck Rogers versus Han Solo, and I just went, well, first of all, do you guys actually have Smackdowns? We do. We do. See, that's, we've recorded, we've it's, recorded it's, about it's six of them. It's just got to be me then, because I was like, really? <laughs> so, Eric? Yeah. If it gets, yeah. I Those are the discussions we have, Dave. It's okay. like, okay. so who's who's more badass? Like, who's the best superhero of it all? It's got to be Batman because he doesn't have superpowers. He's just a guy out whooping up on some people. With some really so cool toys. Right. Well, they're going to have right. that, that Superman versus Batman movies coming out. Mm. And Batman's got to win. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you, the origin of this idea of the SmackDown came from work. We would be working on a Saturday and a bunch of us sitting around our computers. And I'd, somebody would say, well, who would win in a fight, Darth Vader or Gandalf? All right. A little silence. And then everybody starts having this, this discussion. Gotcha. And we talk about it for 15, 20 minutes. Okay. And then, and, then, <laughs> and then another one would come up. Okay. Okay. The Death Star versus a Borg cube from Star Wars, a Star, Star Trek. Who would win? And these were the conversations we would have. And I thought – we really need to be recording these. And we've recorded, I think, seven or eight of them. And now we're going to be starting to release those as part of our uh, Patreon premium content. Oh, there you go. See, nice. that, yeah. Well, yeah. And that was part of it, too, that when you guys really got into the deep stuff, I was like, I, I have no idea what they're talking about. And I'm like, that's usually a good thing. That means it's you're, you're knee deep into your niche. And only people that really love sci-fi, the true fans, are going to go, I'm with you, man. It's Batman all the way. No, no way. Han Solo's a, you know, he's a wimp compared to whoever. Right. So I, I just, I found it funny, but it, it, that's again, from my perspective. So, okay, well, that's good. So now one thing on that, Dave, is uh, where I do appreciate the, the debate on whether or not the vehicle sits too low uh, on the terrain for which it was built. Uh, I can appreciate that discussion, but I, Ram, I thought you did that a lot over over the course of the movie where we were nitpicking a lot of those little things throughout the movie and or, or throughout the the episode of the podcast and I thought it almost got to be overkill like there was almost too many of those minutia discussions where I mm. thought a few of them would have worked there was one where you talked about she's in the vehicle trying to drive it and and all of a sudden she can drive it perfectly having never driven it. And you got to talking about, well, have you ever tried to drive a forklift and you know, you can't figure that out. And then you said, well, on the other hand, she's really just, you know, going from point A to point B. She was, wasn't really making any hard maneuvers or turns or anything, which was a great discussion, you know, things like that. But then all of a sudden we get into, you know, 27 of them. And I thought, okay, well, you know, we can probably trim it back to a few of that were really, um, that really added to the plot and added to the movie. Yeah. You, you even, I have a segment here where even, I think it was you that said we're getting nitpicky. Well, a couple other small points. Bishop says that the explosion that the, <laughs> uh, that was the atmospheric processor yes. is going to be like a 30 kilometer radius, which is pretty big. And then later he says that the explosion is, will be the size of Nebraska. And I had a look on Google maps and unless something radically happens to Nebraska <laughs> in the future, it is a lot larger than than a thirty kilometer radius. Oh, that's I'm thinking you're into nitpicky territory now. <laughs> I am, I am, I'm in the nitpicky territory thing. But but the good news is the the first step is to to, uh, to admit. You. So there you go. 
Um, but at least you were able to, to recognize you had gone there and then pulled it back. And again, one of my favorite parts was the trivia part. That for me, without being, you know, Captain Sci-Fi guy, I, when I heard stuff like this, I was like, wow, that's really cool. And they built the whole alien nest, built everything, and then they just left it there. Didn't dismantle the set whatsoever. So it's still intact? Well, it's not because 1989, the crew for Batman came in and they used the same power plant as the set for Axis Chemicals. Oh, wow. And they found, Excellent. They found almost the entire set still intact. That's incredible. I never knew that. Yeah, that makes Super sense. Cool. I'm not, I got, I got it a picture does. in my mind now. You're kind of wow. seeing it in your head, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh wow. Perfect. All those pipes <laughs> and everything? Yeah, yeah, nice. See, and I, I love that, number one, because it was like, wow, I didn't know that, that they you know used the same set as Batman when they did that. I love just the absolute, you can't get more of a human reaction. You know, it's not scripted. It's so obviously not scripted, and this is just guys geeking out on sci-fi and it's like wow that's awesome i just found this golden nugget <laughs> and i was like wow that's really cool so i love the trivia stuff because to me i was like oh i didn't know that that's pretty cool and it made me want to go again watch the movie and so that was going to be one of my questions for you what is the goal like at the end of the show what do you want your audience to do or what are you trying to to accomplish with your show it comes back to digging deeper into the movies that we love now people who like sci-fi really like sci-fi you'll find some people like action movies some people like uh romantic comedies but with sci-fi fans they tend to be more invested in in these films and that's why they they kind of dig into the the details and the minutiae and the trivia um because I think sci-fi gives us a glimpse of a potential future for us. And one of the things that I always liked about movies, especially sci-fi movies, is I've always wondered what the future is going to be like. And I, and I love learning about us as a culture. And I think, I think the goal here is to give people an opportunity to take a film that they may have watched and dismissed as being, oh, that was okay – and give them an opportunity to look a little more deeply at it and say, you know, while you're watching this film, there's also this other stuff that's going on in the background. And here's where the motivation for this came up. Like when we talked about Godzilla, you know, if Hiroshima and Nagasaki hadn't been bombed, Godzilla probably wouldn't have happened. And because it came out of that that post-nuclear horror that the Japanese had faced. So we, we like talking about those things because science fiction is not so far away Many times it's it's in our past and it's in our present. And we really love being able to point out where that thing that looks so far away really isn't so far away. And it gives us a better understanding of ourselves. And I think I think ultimately we all want to learn more about ourselves and, and how we function and how we tick and how to make our lives better. And I like looking at the future as a way to do that. Well, even when I was listening and I was thinking back to those days of watching the first Star Trek and there was always, even uh, uh, the one warning, warning, what was that? Um, oh, that was Lost, Lost in space. space. You know, those used to have kind of social. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. Yes, used to have a little bit of social commentary, We, you know, woven into that. And Star Trek did to a certain extent. And so there was always kind of a deeper, you know, story going on besides, you know, the fact that, wow, you know, uh, Kirk just kicked a, kissed a, a green chick. You know, there was more to it than that. So, um so anyway, cool. All right. Well, I just want to know that because it's kind of like it is super deep in, uh, you know, it, again, in the details and, and how it was working. And uh, the one thing I, I heard that I was really impressed with was the, the whole SmackDown idea came from one of your uh, uh, members of, of Facebook. So I just had a quick uh, clip. Now, here. moving on to Facebook and Twitter comments, of course, Facebook page at uh, Facebook.com slash sci-fi movie podcast. Uh, Caleb Cunningham has a comment for us. Uh, Jonathan, can you read that for us? Sure. He says, I love the movie, especially the director's cut. After the first one with its low budget, Aliens gave a more action feel with its bigger budget while maintaining the grimy corporate feel. It has some great lines, especially Hudson. At least in this movie, the android, sorry, synthetic person <laughs> was not a killer. And the Hudson rant on the dropship en route to the surface, always remember to nuke it from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. It's the only way to be sure. <laughs> nuke it from orbit. Oh, man. Oh, Hudson is just so awesome. 
I think that might be a contingency plan now when we when we have a problem at the office. Maybe maybe <laughs> nuke it for more. Yes, maybe we should you know suggest that at the health and safety committee. Good idea, good idea. Any problems that come up, nuke it for more. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so I, I like this clip for a couple of reasons. Number one, it showed that you're you're engaging your audience. That was great. The other thing I thought you did, and I, I've noticed this now listening back to these, you guys do a good job of. Number one, you guys introduce yourselves at the beginning. So you start to understand this is what REM sounds like. This is what, you know, this person sounds like. And you do a good job of even though obviously you know each other, you'll say, why don't, and I forget the guy that you just had read it, read it. But uh, Jonathan, I think you said, Jonathan, Jonathan yeah. why don't you read this? It helps remember who's who. Um, so I don't know if you guys do that on purpose, but I listen to that. I'm like, wow, that's, they do a good job of that. For the first time listener that we have to keep track of whose voice is, is who. Um, and then the, the end of the clip is the fact that, again, the ever popular sarcasm comes in. And without, you know, making forced knock knock jokes or things like that. You guys are just having fun and poking fun and, and it made me giggle and, and laugh. So I was like, this is this is a cool just quick snapshot of the show. It's it's you're in, you're engaging. And again, it also showed so here you have this guy that's way deep into the, the content again. And I'm like, okay. So it it may not be for me, but obviously these guys are attracting people just like them. So. You'd be amazed some of the some of the response we get from our feedback. Uh, one of our favorite guys is a guy named Brian who writes in on every show, and he he's seen all the movies. And we seem to be on a bit of a uh, a track now where we, we're picking all of his favorite films, not even intentionally. So he gives us great feedback, and and the audience has been fantastic because they they bring up stuff that we haven't come across, and they always bring a, a new dimension. And uh, a new perspective. And yeah, of course, as, as most podcasters would say, without an audience, you don't have a show. And we've got a really good audience, really smart people. Very cool. The I love some of the details that you offer uh, in your analysis um, where, where you talked about the first one being a horror flick and the second one. And Alien is the horror flick, Aliens as more of an action movie. And that's how the two really worked together. I thought that was great. And, and there were a lot of, um, there were a lot of, uh, critiques and, and thoughts about the movie that really dug deep in the, in the cinematography and the filmmaking that, uh, an average person probably wouldn't pick up on, but could recognize after you mentioned it like that action versus horror. I thought that was great. And you, you just had a lot of, um, views and opinions on the movie, which I thought really stood out. Uh, Rem, you in particular used at one point in time that it was your one of your favorite movies of all time. And I thought that was great that you go out on a limb and actually, um, you know, wrap your heart, wrap your arms around it and have a have a true opinion um, about something what, rather than just taking that journalistic um, non opinionated point of view of, of reviewing the movie. I thought that was great, too. I mm, appreciate that. Yeah, I tend to be I'm, – I'm kind of the wrangler between the two. Uh, Ian is the person who is very passionate and fiery in his views. Uh, Jonathan tends to be a little more uh, laid back and logical, and I'm the guy who sort of keeps things moving forward. So uh, a lot of times I, I will try to draw out their opinions, and I I don't necessarily put out mine as much. But uh, this film, because it was such a favorite of mine, I – yeah. I, I really wanted to gush on this one. Well, I always talk about shows with multiple hosts. If you don't have uh, differing opinions and points of view, there's really not a need for multiple hosts. And I yeah. think the way that you've described the three of you on this show, you all add something unique to the to the review process. And I really appreciated that about the whole um, composition of your podcast. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. How long have you guys been doing the show? We're coming up on a year soon. We've we've just done episode, I think it's 46. So we launched uh, July of last year, and we're getting ready to do a special 50th anniversary show around, um, I think it's going to be early July we do it. And the one clip that has just dawned on me, I don't have a clip of, and I will probably put it in post, is you decide to do a reenactment. So, oh yeah, that was a so, so yeah, that was a bad idea. I, well, I was going to ask you is that is that a uh, is that a reoccurring thing or no? Okay, no. Okay. It's something, you know, it was something. Um, I've I heard you, you know Daryl Darnell 
from Spiral Media. Um, he was doing a podcast on Almost Human. And what they would do is they would pick a, a, a phrase or a little dialogue and they would get their listeners to vote on which piece of dialogue they liked the most. And the winner would get voiced. And I thought, we should try that. And I thought it was a great idea and it sounded like a good idea in my head. But I think it was just a good idea in my head. Yeah. I, so we, we did it. It's a one-off. We've never done it again. Okay. Uh, you got to try. Sometimes you got to try. You got to try. There you go. That's. I'll give you credit for that. I just remember thinking – are you going to out-act Sigourney Weaver in, in her you – know, like, I just don't know that that's going to work, buddy. Uh, so, But you know yeah. what? I give you kudos for trying it. I really do because I was kind of just thinking there's got to be a story behind this because – Well, I was thinking we did it a little too seriously, and I think what we need to do is – if we do it again, we're going to pick um, a famous piece of dialogue, sort of like, you know, Darth Vader right. and and Luke Skywalker. I am your father. Right. But I think we should do it in Swedish accents or something like that. <laughs> Luke, I am your father. And, you know, it's, it's something to make it more silly. Right. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll try that at go. some at some point in the future. Yeah, I, I just know for me personally, I was like, not sure what's going on here, but. This this is not working for me. So, yeah, it didn't really work for me either. Okay, well, there you go. Well, there you go. You, you can cross that off the list. So it's off the bucket list. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about your website. Okay. And uh, so I've got it here uh, for those of you watching. Uh, I have it on the screen, but we always like to describe what we're looking at. So um, the thing I loved about it, it's not. It's again, um, people are getting better at leaving white space. I'm not so great at that myself, just for the record. And so, you know, I like the fact that you have a little bit of, uh, you know, Amazon links at the top. I'm like, all right, cool. And you got a donate button. The one thing I was surprised at is one of the ways you guys are funding your show is through Patreon. And you mentioned it on the show, but I didn't really see anything on the website to take me there. I'm like, I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm like, I saw a donate button, which is awesome. I mean, that's through PayPal. But if I really wanted to to go that route and you had mentioned at the beginning of the show, this is brought to you by uh, your one sponsor and then and then Patreon. And I'm like, there really isn't much here on your website. Yeah. And that's kind of on the list of things to, to do. do. Uh, being the, being that I'm wearing the primary hat in, in, well, I'm pretty much the only guy who does the web stuff. It's something that I need to do. And as you guys probably know, there's, there's a list of about 50 things we'd like to do and I do need to do that. So yeah, that's certainly something I need to get done because we want to make it as easy for people as possible to help support the show. The one thing I just realized, I want to double check before I, okay. Is at the beginning of your show, you're, it's all about, please contact us, please contact us. And okay, you do here on your on the the show host page. You have one you know feedback at sci-fi-moviepodcast dot com. You might want to <laughs> add a tab because most people are looking for a contact us page. And as much as show host is, you know what show host, but most people are looking for just the blatant obvious contact contact us. You know something uh, like that. Um, and you have a you have a, a and this is. People are going to be like, man, Dave says the same thing every week. Uh, you you have a lot of stuff about the host. There's not a lot about the podcast. So for somebody, it's like, you know, you might want to have, you know, about the podcast. And here's where we dig deeper into sci-fi, okay. blah, blah, blah. Just so, so if somebody shows up on this, they're like, well, what's this? Okay, I know it's a sci-fi movie podcast. And there's, I, I, I get the voice in your head that goes, well, duh, it's a sci-fi movie podcast. What but, you know, explain to them how they're going to benefit and what to expect and, and that whole nine years. Because you might have somebody on the hook here that, hmm, should I hit play or not? And if they go over and click on the about page, they're like, oh, this definitely sounds like something I'm into. Because you do a good job on the, on the homepage of, you know, you've got a player right there. You don't have people searching for it. And you've got your iTunes buttons and, and everything else is above the fold. So you don't have to look at that. Um, but, uh, Eric, did you have any thoughts on the, on the website? Well, with regard to what you were just saying there, Dave, I thought even adding the the digging deeper into sci-fi movies tagline right below your masthead there would would uh, at least give a uh, an idea of what the movie's about. You know, the sci-fi movie podcast. Are you just telling me what the new releases are this week? Are we digging into a particular movie? Uh, I thought an about the show would be would be definitely helpful. I do love the clean nature of the website. It looks crisp. 
Um, my favorite part about the website is the fact that I can buy the movie right there at the uh, upper right corner of the website. So the movie that you're reviewing, there's a little Amazon link right there. And like, oh, man, I haven't seen Alien forever. And and there's a click right through to it. Or I haven't seen Blade Runner. And here's a an opportunity to get it on Amazon. I, that's like instant gratification. I don't have to go search for it. You're helping mm. me pick it up right there. I thought that was uh, one of my one of my, my favorite parts about the website. And that's something that I change every week, too. I always make sure that as soon as we post the new show, uh, in the case of Godzilla, of course, it's still a theatrical release. But if we're putting out a film that is DVD or Blu-ray, we'll certainly put a link to Amazon on there. But I like yeah. the idea about putting the, the, the contact tab and the about tab. I think that's a really good idea. And, and something else you might want to consider, although I, I do like the, the links at the top, Amazon does have a – you can get a box where people can search mm-hmm. – so if somebody's searching for oh, aliens, okay. and then if somebody searches through your box and then goes to Amazon, it uses your affiliate link. Oh, so it's not bound just to that one particular right. uh, piece that we put up there. Okay, so an Amazon search box. That might be something again just to uh, to look into. But um, do you one, know one one comparison I had between the the website and the podcast itself? I love the bang, bang, bang of the recap here on the website where you see the positive, the negative and the verdict. It's just here we is. It hits us and away we go with it. Um, I, I love how it's short and it's succinct and it tells me exactly what I need to know. Listening to the podcast, this particular episode of Aliens the the podcast was almost as long as the movie was, Ram. I, I look <laughs> like I looked, how long is this podcast gonna last? It's it's a minute <laughs> it's a minute longer than the actual movie. <laughs> and Dave goes to look it up. I did. So, well, digging uh, digging I deeper think, into the length of podcast. <laughs> there was like I don't know, I think I counted nine different segments in the show between the the introduction and the overview and what worked and the what didn't work and the first time I saw it and uh, the feedback and the trivia and the scene reenactment and the casting and, and the, the games <laughs> and the legacy. Notes and I was like, <laughs> and but with a long podcast like that, the thing that stuck out to me was there was no real table of contents at the front of the show. I didn't know what was coming. And so every time you rolled into, okay, now it's time for production notes. I'm like, oh, okay, there's another segment of the show. And then, okay, now it's time for trivia. Okay, now we're in another segment of the show. Now it's time for, I'm like, how many segments are there of this yeah. show? Because I didn't, you didn't hit me with that up front at the beginning of the show. I didn't know what to expect with what was coming. Not that all of those segments are bad, but if at the beginning you say, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through what worked, what didn't work. We're going to, uh, we're going to critique the casting and critique some production notes and, uh, uh, talk about the first time we saw it in the theaters or whatever segment you want to include. I just felt there were nine or 10 different segments to the show and it made the show feel really long. The, the, let me chime in on that for then we'll go to you. Um, the one thing I thought was I think you went to the reenactment and then you went to something back to the movie. Like I thought you were kind of done with the movie cause you're doing this fun reenactment. I'm like, Oh, well, okay. They're, you know, they're doing this at the end. It's fun. And then you went back to the, I think after that you went to what didn't work. And I was like, wow, we're going back to the movie. And then after the movie, you we talked about casting, you went, yeah. And then it was like, and then it was the games and then the legacy. And I, uh, again, at that point I was like, wow. Okay. They, these guys really like, this is a deep, deep dive. So now after the fact that you said in the beginning of the show that you, your audience likes video games more than likely. And I'm like, okay, now I get the game segment. Cause at the time I'm like, really, we're here to talk about the movie. Why are we talking about games? Uh, but if that's what your audience is into, um, I thought it was kind of weird talking about a video game from the past because it's not like I'm going to run down to Redbox and rent, you know, a video thing. But on the other hand, you're talking about a movie from the past. So some people may go, Oh, remember that? And the, the alien used to come out and it was in 64 bit and it looked like a stick figure and, you know, so it might be a cool dusting off of memories kind of thing, but uh, it, it it was a bit long at times. Well, anyway, go ahead, Rem. I know you're dying to talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I, um, I was I was looking at that and I thought, oh, well, it's a good thing you guys didn't do Star Wars because that was <laughs> two hours and change. <laughs> wow. So, and I, and I really wanted to talk to you guys about uh, a new kind of direction we've we've chosen. Um, 
particularly because we've, we've taken on Patreon, uh, one of the things I've noticed is that when we do a longer show, it means I'm editing a longer show. And you, you can probably hear the amount of effort that I put into editing and making, making sure it sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm editing the show, what, we, what we're doing now is we're using a one-hour clock. And we've, we go with uh, essentially, I think, five different segments. What worked, uh, production notes, what didn't work, listener feedback, trivia, extra. And we do that on a one-hour clock. So we have 15 minutes, 10, 10, 10, 10, 5. So what we started to do now is say, instead of us throwing all of these bits of trivia in there, uh, each of us goes and finds our favorite one hmm. because we're, we're trying to make the show one hour, give or take two or three minutes. So, so the goal is to make a, a, a one hour show because the polling that we've done with our fans on Facebook seems to indicate that 45 minutes to an hour, maybe an hour 10 seems to be the sweet spot for most people. So we've, we've taken the cue from the audience and said, okay, we're going to have it about an hour. Uh, I'm, I'm going to impose a roughly a radio clock, sort of like what you talk about, Eric. And this is what we're going to do. And when we're recording now, I've got a, I've got a timer that I follow. So first 15 minutes, when we hit our 15 minute mark, we're starting to move into the next thing. So we're trying to follow um, a little more structured format to get us to that one hour point. So we're being more selective about the content that we use. I'm watching the clock more carefully. And then we save all of the content that we want to throw in afterwards for a Patreon after show. There you go. So, so what we do is we say, you know, we're going to get everything that we can in, the most important stuff in, and then we keep recording Sky's the limit. Whatever you want to do, do it. No format, no editing, nothing. And we just roll. And then that becomes the content that we offer to our Patreon subscribers afterwards. So that's the direction we're going. Uh, But I wanted to see what you guys thought of that. Well, number one, in my opinion, of course, Mr. Not Sci-Fi Guy, anytime you ever have to take the same topic and cover it in less time, you're going to end up with a better speech because you've got to figure out what is the golden nugget and I, I don't have time to pick five. I can only pick two. So yeah. if somebody says, name your top five albums, you're like, okay, it's probably this, this, and that. And I say, okay, which top two? And you're like, ooh, now I got to think. Because mm. it, it makes you, the, the, the cream rises to the top. So I would think your show is probably going to be, you know, your, the golden nuggets are going to be up the top. You won't have to look so hard for them. Mr. Eric? I love it. I love the idea of, uh, of the show clock, obviously, but I like the fact that you're narrowing it down to the same five segments each show, and it's exactly what your audience comes looking for in that hour-long podcast. Um, I, I think that's great, and I like the Patreon extras that you can get after the fact. Um, and uh, if it's a no-holds-barred thing, that's great. If afterwards we're talking about Han Solo versus Buzz Lightyear, or whatever, whatever the debate happens to be in, in the, in the afterthought, you know, um, I love it. I think that's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. Cause we found, we found that there's so much content that sometimes, you know, because, because we go so heavily into these movies, we find that there's a lot of stuff there and it's, it's caused us to be more selective. You know, I can pick one trivia bit. Okay. What's the, what's the coolest one I can find. And then of course we can save that for the, for the after show. And it's, it seems to build value. And then I think for the people who don't subscribe and just listen to the podcast, I'm, I'm hoping that they're going to get a tighter show and a more consistent time frame. instead of saying, Hey, this one's 65 minutes, this one's 138, this one's 45 and this one's 212. So I think for the listeners, they're going to get a show that's, you know, within about two minutes of an hour. Yeah, because you can take a scene in a sci-fi movie and make that into an hour-long podcast. You can just take one scene, you know, the the Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader uh, scene in in one of the one of the lightsaber battles, and just dissect the the set and the scene and the dialogue, the lack of dialogue, and make that an hour-long discussion. I mean, you could turn anything into an hour, um, and I think. By focusing the show and trying to get it all into one hour, you're going to get the best of the best, and it's going to make the discussion great. Trivia can last all day long. I mean, you can you can come up with so many different trivial facts about a movie, but finding the best couple and putting it in that hour, 
I, I think will be great. And I love, I love the stories that you tell in the podcast. Every now and then you guys will get into a story. You talked about the first time you saw the movie in the theater and how you got the goosebumps and you're on the edge of your seat. And it was just, it was amazing. And that, that's, that the movie came to life for me. And, and the fact that you were sitting there watching it and described it in such great detail, I thought that was one of my favorite parts of the entire podcast. Yeah, the the only other thing that I thought it it because I'd already seen it, you guys never announced spoilers. But on the other hand, how old is this movie? Nineteen eighty six. Yeah, I, I think everybody should have seen it by now. So it wasn't like, oh, I was going to watch that. You've had <laughs> you know whatever fifteen years to see it. I, I think you you know you could have moved a little quicker on that. But uh, that that was uh, the only thing. I thought, well, they are spoiling the movie. And I'm like, it's whatever, almost 20 years old. I'm like, I, I think. <laughs> you know, that's a good question. That one actually came up probably last week. We were talking about it. And and it got started as a discussion about Godzilla because it's still in the theaters. And, and we're planning on doing X-Men Days of Future Past. And I think one of us mentioned that maybe we should do some sort of spoiler alert and just say, look, we're going to be talking about the film and we're going to be spoiling details in the ending. Maybe something in the in the intro. Yeah, I would. Okay. For, for me, because okay. I just there are times if <clears throat> if I, you know, I, I for the longest time when um, Dexter went off the air and every I'm like, no, la, 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 I haven't seen it yet. I'm waiting for it to come out on Netflix. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't really want it to be spoiled. So. Maybe the spoilers part of the Patreon after stuff where it's no holds barred and you can expect spoiler alerts in the in the Patreon audio. And so if you don't want if you don't want to be spoiled on whatever particular movie it is we're discussing, you can listen to the regular podcast, but don't listen to the Patreon audio because we're we talk about it all in that audio. That's a good idea. And to give the listener a sense of what's coming up, I, I think we could do it a couple of different ways, but as long as they know what to expect, it's, it's the important thing. Right. I agree. Yeah. The, the other thing I like about the Patreon idea um, that uh, I've, I've seen other people do, and it always rubs me the wrong way, you're giving them a complete show. And oh, by the way, if you want to go deeper, you can go into the Patreon and get that stuff. What drives me crazy is somebody will – I've literally heard people fade out an interview mid-answer. And go, if you want to hear the rest, you got to, it's $29. Really? Yeah. And I was, there was an internet oh. marketing guy and I was like, you got to be kidding me. Cause it was a really good interview. And in the middle of the answer, he was like, okay, well for the rest of this. And I was like, wow, that's, that was, uh, that was not cool. Cause I was really sucked in and I was, I, I wanted to go give him the 29 bucks he wanted, but I just didn't out of protest. I was like, nope, I'm not, if I do that, he'll do more of this. And this needs to be stopped dog on it. So I didn't, I didn't want to support that. <laughs> I didn't want to support that kind of, uh, action so you showed him that's it dog on it there to go dave yeah. and as a listener too i would find that really insulting as a listener because i am always trying to look at it from a listener's perspective yeah it was it was a pretty hard sell i was like really but he's 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 literally an internet marketer and i was like well yes you are my friend so uh well we, we've talked about your website talked about the content let's uh, listen to the end of the show scary stuff happening all the time turn the volume up turn the lights down and just scare the crap out of yourself oh man nailed it exactly and thank you gentlemen and that'll put a wrap on this edition of the sci-fi movie podcast and our review of 1986's aliens and we invite you to get more information and the show notes at sci-fi moviepodcast.com we've got our email address there we've got show notes we've got links where you can buy the dvds and we also have some information about our patreon account now we're inviting you to actually get involved with the show and become one of our backers it's sort of like a kickstarter but with Patreon, you're able to create an account and then pledge a certain amount of money per month, which is used to keep the lights on, keep the microphones going here at the Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. So if you'd like to get involved, you can contribute as little as a dollar a month, maybe $5 a month, $10 a month. We take all this money and we sink it into things like hosting costs, into uh, domain registration. Uh, We're looking at releasing more podcasts, so we're going to have to have more bandwidth very, very soon. So if you're able to help us out, we certainly would appreciate it. Go to Sci-Fi Movie Podcast and we'll get you the link to our Patreon account, and you can get involved and become a backer for the Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. We thank you, as always, for listening, and we will talk to you next time on the Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. The Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. What happened? I don't know. <laughs> it shows it's still playing. It sounded great. I, I, I apologize. I, I listened to the clip, and okay, this is good, so... 
either A, it didn't sync the rest of it when I unplugged my iPad or something like that, but hmm. you had a cool little clip and off you went. So um, the only thing I would say about the Patreon thing, uh, and it's good because you're sending people to your website to go to Patreon. Um, don't go to like, let's say, patreon.com slash sci-fi movie or whatever it is. Um, always send them to your website because not that they ever would, but in the event Patreon ever goes away, if you've sent them to a link you control, you can send that to another support system that has replaced Good that. Points. Um, I had a, a case where Audible, I go through audibletrial.com slash Dave, I think is mine, and they switched the people that handle their affiliate program, and luckily they kept all the old links, but I'm like, man, I got 15 episodes with that, that link in there, and I'm like, I should have used... <laughs> My website slash Audible or something like that, something I could control. Uh, okay. So um, just try to maintain control of that. Uh, as That's much, good points. Good points. Yeah, you, you never know. I mean, they're doing great, and a lot of people are making, you know, some decent money over there, but you definitely would want, uh, want to do that. So, um, But we always like to to kind of wrap up things. And that's one of the things I liked about the ending. Uh, we started – that's why I put that in the clip. Um, I'm not sure who that was that said that, but just did a nice quick wrap-up. You know, turn the lights off, scare the crap out of yourself. I'm like, yeah, there you go. That's that's what it's about. Um, so I, I like that. I, I really like the the rapport that you guys have with, with each other and you kind of joke with each other and kind of poke fun. It is, you know, three bros hanging out, talking about stuff they love. And for having multiple uh, – you guys aren't in the same room, right? No, uh, I'm in Sydney, B.C., Jonathan's in Victoria, BC, and Ian is in Surrey on the mainland. So we do the, I guess what's a, a triple ender. Okay. So we use Skype as a, a communication form. They record their own audio into Audacity, and then they Skype them over to me, and I combine them all in Adobe Audition, and then I do all the uh, the combining of the tracks into one track. Got it. Yeah, because I thought the the audio of you guys recording, you know, was was good because I thought you did this via Skype and I'm like, wow, that's, I don't know how they got that good, but you're thinking you're leveling it out and things like that. So Eric, I think you had some comments about some of their audio though, right? Yeah. Uh, I thought the audio, um, was, was overall really good. The, the, the audio clip they used at the very beginning of the movie, I was kind of confused about whether that was from the actual movie because it wasn't a scene that I remembered. Um, and then after you got to talk about Newt throughout the episode, that, that bounced me back and remembered there. Um, the other thing earlier, we were talking about letting your audience know what's coming. Um, I was surprised that some of the audio clips that you used from the movie that had profanity in it, cause I didn't expect that coming. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that kind of caught me out of left field. Um, okay. because there wasn't anything at the beginning, um, that just kind of said, Hey, you know, be careful. So lucky I didn't have the kids in the car while I was listening, but um, that right. that was just uh, uh, something. If if there are um, movies that you're using, uh, I don't I don't watch a lot of sci-fi. You know, I watch the big names. You know, I've watched um, Star Wars and ET and and some of them, but uh, and I've seen Aliens. I just didn't remember it being dropping the f bomb so much. You know, yeah. luckily he didn't play all eighteen that he used, but <laughs> but. You know, it, it kind of surprised me when it happened in the in the episode. So uh, that might be a consideration that you just kind of put that little flag at the beginning if it happens to be contained somewhere in the episode. OK, that's a good idea. Now, is there a level of um, a level of profanity that without actually using it? Um, is it, you know, George Carlin's seven words that should be avoided or do you think um all levels of profanity should be avoided. We try to keep it relatively family friendly. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it should be uh, avoided necessarily. I think if it's just if it's in your show, let me know that it's coming. You know, okay. uh, hey, because uh, there are interviews that I've heard on podcasts where the guest may use a, a profane word somewhere in the interview, and the interview says, "Hey, uh, just to be aware, during this interview, he drops the f bomb around thirty three minutes, so just be aware that's coming." Okay. You know, okay. And then, so that way, as I'm listening and we're getting close to 33 minutes, if Simon's sitting in the back seat, you know, I may want to kind of adjust the audio for a minute until we get past that point in the show. Yeah. yeah and that's but good, that's but if he's not there, I just let it roll. Okay. You know, it doesn't, it's not that it bothers me. I just want to be concerned with the other people in the car when I'm listening. Especially kids. Yeah. Because a lot of people are listening in the car on the, on the way to work or taking the kids to soccer or whatever it is. And uh, yeah, yeah, where podcasting used to be just a, an individual earbud sort of 
experience the way cars are being built now and you can patch it in through the dashboard and listen as if you were listening to the radio in the car. Um, you know, it's, you have to be, uh, you have to be aware of which choices you're making. That's a good idea. And I hadn't thought about the idea of kids being around. I'm being that I don't have kids. It's really not a consideration, but it is, it is something that we'll have to look at. Other than that, I loved it. The, the things I really loved about the show, I, the way Dave said your rapport, I think is great. I think you guys have a great show. I think all three of you add uh, something unique to the show. It isn't repetitive. And, and I love the way you interact and you use each other's name quite often. So you get to know the characters. I think your show is very inviting in mm -hmm. that way. Uh, I also love the fact that you related this movie back to the original and back to the original uh, review that you had. And the way the two interact with each other and how the uh, sequel actually worked for this one, where the, the, the following sequels didn't really work and there was no need to waste your time with that. I love that. And I really love the, the stories that you told on this episode, the fact that, that you saw it in the theater and the, and the feeling that you got sitting there watching that movie and the sense, uh, the, the emotions that it evoked within you as you were watching it. I thought those were all great points in the show. Uh, the things that I'd love to see you work on a little bit, and it sounds like you're doing it with the show clock, is make it a little more concise and focused on and hitting that hour. And instead of having 10 different segments, you're focused on the five strongest that you're going to have within the show. I think that's a, a very wise move. We talked about the language issue and and the fact that the show felt really long because of all those segments. I think you're, you're working on all of those things. Um, be careful on I, – I know we're – Digging deep into sci-fi movies for those really super sci-fi fans. But be careful on some of the terms that you use um, when they get a little too geeky or sci-fi-y. Uh, make sure you explain what you mean by them. Uh, so your show continues to be inclusive for those people who are new to the show or new to the genre. And one one point in particular that stuck out to me, you talked about front screen projection technique. And I had no clue what that meant. And, and, and you start, you had a little discussion about it. Like, yeah, you know, they used to use it in movies past. They don't use it anymore. And I'm going, great. What is it? What, how did, what how does that do? For, and what's the, what's the opposite of front projection screen technique or whatever it's called. So uh, as you're using some of the terms or acronyms within the show, make sure that you're explaining those to the everyday um, casual consumer that that is come to your show. Because when you do that, those people that do know go, oh yeah, that's what I thought it meant. And those people that don't know are now in the loop. So it just kind of helps them along and helps them enjoy your show. Okay, that's a good point. And I think there's that tendency we have to assume that everybody knows what we're talking about. And yes, yeah, sometimes I have to sort of step back and say, wait a minute, I know this really well, but maybe everybody else doesn't. Yeah, right. Just okay. a little refresher. Uh, and and when you do that, make sure you don't go, of course, or anything like that to make people <laughs> feel, feel dumb. You know, it's like, well, of course, you all know that what that means, because then people go, oh, yeah, sure. I knew what that means. What's that mean? Give me where's the book. I can look that up. <laughs> yeah. So overall, Rem, I love the show. Uh, you and I have talked about it before. I think you have a great show. I think it really feels like a show, which is what I really appreciate about it. Hmm, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, for me, I, again, not a huge sci-fi guy, but uh, I, I did like, I really enjoyed the trivia stuff for me. That's what I liked. I liked the, the you know, you guys would eventually, you're trying to, without trying to be like Shecky, the podcaster, you know, you guys just had, <laughs> you guys had just natural sarcasm and things like that. So I, I, I enjoyed that part of it. Your audio again was was good. All your technically wise, your your audio was fine. Your tags were there. The I, I like. I think you guys do a good job with your branding. The fact that when you come to the website, you have your little robot guy with the the cinematic uh, little clapper gizmo, and that's also on your album art. So yeah. I, I was like, that's just good branding. And I was like, all right, cool. Somebody's again thinking ahead here, and uh, it just little stuff like that. It's just the icing on the cake that it just shows that I'm not trying to do this for free. I'm, you know, I, I always call it the serious hobbyist. This is somebody who's, who, yeah, we're having fun. We're talking about, you know, movies with my buddies, but I want it to sound good. I don't want to put out crap and uh, I want this to, to be, you know, good and, 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 uh, entertaining. And so, uh, I thought all those were good for me again, 
I didn't enjoy the nitpicking, but I'm not, I'm not your target guy. So, you know, when you're talking about some of that stuff, I'm like that. Uh, the, the, I'm glad to hear that you have retired <laughs> the, the acting out part. Although I like the idea of bringing it back with, you know, the Swedish accent. That could be cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Luke. Yeah. Um, or, or, you know, maybe done in pig Latin, you know, that could be fun. Right. Uh, you, you could do what, what if, uh, what if somebody else was cast at that part? You know, what if, what if Barney Rubble was cast as Darth Vader? What would it sound like? And yeah, then you could read it in a different voice. <laughs> yeah. So that'd be fun. And, um, you know, just maybe add like a contact page on your website and, um, you know, look into, you know, again, how you do your Amazon stuff is your, your thing, but you might want to put up a generic one. So in the event somebody finds an episode from, you know, episode two, and they're like, oh, wow, I want to go check out this thing. And they're like, oh, this is the the link for the, uh, you know, the new stuff. Have some sort of generic Amazon thing to uh, to go on there. And unfortunately, Netflix has has kind of somewhat temporarily closed their uh, their affiliate uh, program. I was looking at the other day in preparation for mm. the show, and I went to sign up, and it used to be through Google had an affiliate network. And when they closed that down, shocking that Google would close something. Uh, <laughs> apparently, Netflix. Yeah, uh, and and so for whatever reason, there's Netflix hasn't picked up another network. I don't know who they're doing it through, but when I went to it, it was like, yeah, this is temporarily suspended. You know, stay tuned, kind of thing. So I was like, man, that would be a great, uh, great uh, product for you to promote. Would be Netflix. <sighs> Yeah, actually, uh, we had somebody mention that, and I never thought of it. So that that makes sense too. I'll make a note of this, and uh, and look at how we might be able to incorporate that because it's a it's a natural fit for us. But it sounds like you're having a lot of fun. Sounds like you're connecting with your audience, and uh, you know, wish you the best of luck with it. Can I ask you a question uh, regarding calls to action? Mm-hmm. Um, now you had said, Eric, you'd you'd mentioned the idea of mm-hmm. keeping one uniform call to action at the end of the show. So what we do is we say, go to the sci-fi movie podcast. All of the contact information is there. Um, is there, are there, is it good to sprinkle in other calls to action? Like maybe between segments, I could say something like, and make sure to subscribe to our show in iTunes, you know, maybe do a little bit of housekeeping between segments as, as smaller calls to action. I think so. I think you could mention that throughout the show. Uh, I think it'll be less effective if you're doing it in the middle of the show and say, Hey, Oh, by the way, we're on iTunes. So if you'd like to give us a review, you can make it, uh, you can make it present within the show. I wouldn't expect a lot of reaction from those calls to action within the middle of the show, but it could be used as creating that top of mind awareness. So when you do make that call to action at the end of the show for that particular thing, um, uh, people will remember it more because you've been talking about it. It isn't something that's brand new. So if you want to mention that fact that you'd like an iTunes review in the middle of the show and things like that, that's perfectly fine. But I, I wouldn't expect to get a lot of reaction from that unless mm. people are actually listening to it on a computer while they're sitting right there in front of it. What I tend to do is rotate my calls to action at the end of my show. So where I might do go to the website, go to the website, go to the website, for two or three shows, then the fourth show, I might mention it's on um, iTunes or it's on Stitcher or share it with a friend or some other call to action, you know, check out the workbook, something like that. So I might rotate the calls to action at the end of the show. And, and, but all information is available on the website. So I appreciate that's a good idea. The website is my, my main call to action, but I'll rotate a couple others in there occasionally. I, I, used okay, to listen, I used to listen to a podcast that did a good job of just branding of just, we'll have a link to this out in the show notes. Don't forget website is blah, blah, blah.com. And so by the end of, by the time you got to the show, you definitely knew their website. And sometimes I wonder when I say things like, you know, school podcasting.com slash 410, is somebody going to really remember it was episode number 410, but if nothing else, it's getting, you know, your website out there again. So I've, I've seen people do that just to, because, because especially if you don't take a lot of time to say your website, if there's not a lot invested in it, it's not so bo- – like you're not really bugging me because you wasted three seconds to say your website again. So for me personally, I didn't find it offensive if somebody said, hey, don't forget, you can find this out at our website, blah, blah, blah.com. And then they do another segment and then maybe then again, if you want more info, here's our website, blah, blah, blah. And it was just – so by the end – and I, I knew what they were doing. It's like you're trying to get me to remember your website and it's working. So, you know, that to me, it, it didn't really bother me that they were throwing that in every 10 seconds. There's and, when, and when they go to your website and your show notes, you could surely have multiple calls to action in the show notes because they're going to the show notes to seek out 
whatever it is you've yeah. discussed and what they're looking for. So if you want to review an iTunes and you include that in the show notes and you, and you have contact okay. information and you have a link to buy the movie and you have all of the things in the show notes and then all your calls to action are everything you need, go to the show notes. Yeah. And, you, like that. and like you've, that. Done, you've done a great job of having a search box very easy to find above the fold. So if I'm mm. looking for, you know, Star Wars, uh, if I do that right now on your website and hit search, it takes me right there. Sci-fi movie podcast, Star Wars. And I'm right there. So um, how long is that episode, Dave? Uh, let me see if I click on it. I don't know if it's going to tell me. <laughs> but It actually doesn't. You know, a friend of mine had mentioned to me that I should put the, the length of the podcast right at the front of the show. So that's on the front of the most recent three or four episodes. Um, but I'd say about about two and change. <laughs> yeah. and change. There's actually two. There's the Star Wars and the Star Wars Holiday Special. Which you have to, you absolutely have to watch and have to listen to. <laughs> it was Christmas Miracle. <laughs> well, Rem, thanks so much for, for joining us on the Podcast Review Show. Hope thanks very much, guys. You weren't crying, so that's good. No, no, I'm going to save the tears for later. Um, I, I have a really great uh, poker face, and uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go uh, pour some red wine and uh, put on some Journey and, uh, and console myself. Maybe I'll cheer myself up by watching Game of Thrones from last night. There you go. Excellent. And tell everybody where we can find your podcast. You can find us at scifimoviepodcast.com. Thank Eric, you. Eric, where can we find you? You can find everything Podcast Talent Coach online at podcasttalentcoach.com. And you can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. And if you'd like to be reviewed, I had somebody ask me today, how many are in the can? You know, do we have a big, long line? And, <laughs> and, and the line's not very long at this point. We have a, a few people that are keep saying, yes, I'm going to sign up. And I'm saying, click that button. So we Click that button. Yeah, and uh, we'd be love to have you on the show. And, uh, just and go- scheduling has been the bane of our existence, I'll tell you that. Yeah. So um, go to uh, podcastreviewshow.com forward slash review me. If you just go to Podcast Review Show, we have a big button right in the upper right-hand corner as well. Speaking of easy to find things. And uh, we would love to have you on the show. So uh, until we meet again, uh, thanks again for tuning into the Podcast Review Show. And remember, there's always room for improvement. How's that for a tagline? What do you think? I like it. I, Roll with it. There you go. We'll, we'll go with that. So thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Take care.